0: Well, it is interesting because I know the Bills, because it's a home game, will use it as an opportunity for fans to see the kind of stadium they're going to be playing in in 2026 here in Buffalo across the street in Orchard Park. So it is interesting. The Bills will, you know, take advantage of that, so to speak, which is pretty cool. They'll be able to do that. Um, Do you know of any insider reason why it was the Chiefs and the Patriots who were selected to play in Germany this year? Is there some analytics on certain uh, teams or sites, or is that just the way it went?
1: I think it was probably a little bit of the, like we said, a little bit of the marketing. I'm I'm not. The expert on this but i know that certain teams have international home markets and they get certain rights uh in terms of marketing their team in those markets i believe kansas city and new england and carolina and a couple others have germany so um again i think it was a bit of a volunteer and a bit of a kind of long-term plan um the first game in germany last year was wildly successful i think we're really looking forward to going back there again um, you know, you guys probably remember when we were playing World League or NFL Europa, yep. you know, they were getting 50,000, 60,000 people in their stadiums for our games over there. So uh, there's obviously a, 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 a rabid fan base and, and a thirst for some of these teams. So it was probably a combination of, again, a little bit of volunteer, a little bit of long term planning by our international folks. I, I don't know this for a fact, but I suspect they probably have a roadmap. map going out four, five, eight, 10 years thinking about, all right, who's going to go to London? Who's going to go to Germany? Uh, Are we going to play, you know, when we go back to Mexico and and where else might we play? Um, I I suspect our international folks have thought this through and and are working closely with our clubs. So I I don't think like, I kind of joking about a bit of a hand raising and a bit of an arm twisting. I don't think there's that much arm twisting anymore. I think our teams are excited to go out and, and I think they've really kind of, if not routine, I think they've kind of cracked the code on going over there you know they used to go over you know the monday right after their, their sunday game and spend the whole week and get acclimated and that meant practice and and hotels and and all that kind of stuff and now most teams i think they kind of go over friday even saturday they stay on their body clock they play the game and because we're playing in the afternoon over there for morning time over here you know you guys will be back in buffalo you know Midnight, Sunday night, you'll be back in Buffalo before you would if you played, you know, at the Niners or the Seahawks. So I think everybody's kind of figured it out. It's become a lot more routine and evidenced by the fact that most teams don't even take their bye week anymore after London. They come back and play another home game and kind of push that bye later in the season.
2: You like naturally brought that up so perfectly. So we actually talked to Micah Hyde today and he was asked about the London game and he said, you know, I think we get the bye after that. Is that a choice? Do the teams that are going get to choose if they get the bye week? Yeah. Look, okay. well,
1: if, if you knew you were playing, you know, in London in week four or week five, you're signing up right now for a week five or a week six bye. And some teams would say, Yep, that's fine. I've been in camp since you know late July. Right. I'll take that break right there, and then I'll gird up for the last six weeks. I know I've got a Thursday game probably coming at some point, so I'm gonna get that little mini bye, that ten day break after my Thursday game, and uh, I'm I'm good with my bye week in week five or week six. Other teams, most teams, frankly, if you look back at recent history, most of our teams when they play London in in September and October. They'll come back to a home game and just keep rolling, just stay in their routine and hope that that bye week falls closer to kind of mid season, nine, 10, 11. Um, you know, the buys go as late now as week 14. So if you're girding up for a playoff run, you know, that week 14 bye could be pretty useful. I remember, I'm pretty sure it was Brady, right? The first year Brady went to the bucks. They had a week 14 bye. I think they got beat in week 13, maybe by Kansas city, and they had a late buy, and they came out of it and ran the table for regular season and four postseason. So, um, you know, the bye week generally falls right when you need it, whenever it falls. Um, But I, I think a lot of teams look back, you know, the last couple of years, most of the teams playing September and October games in London are coming back to a home game and just keep rolling and hoping that bye week falls closer to midseason.
0: I'm glad you mentioned the dates there. Um, I, I know it hasn't been official yet. Is that generally when it's going to occur? Um, Bill's fans, they keep asking me, right? I mean, when's the London game? When's the London game? We don't know for sure. It hasn't been officially announced. Will that be announced before the actual schedule? Do you know any dates on that? Or will that just come out in one lump sum here?
1: Look, the last couple of years, I th- I think sort of as the schedule release has become, you know, a bigger thing, uh, more of an off season kind of tentpole event. I think we've kind of extended that one-day release into like a week-long kind of breadcrumbs along the way as we go. And I think the international games have been part of that pretty consistently. So if I had to guess today, I would think if that schedule is coming out mid-May, I would think in a day or two or three immediately leading up to the actual release of the whole thing, we'll probably announce the international games. But uh, look, you guys know we we work around – Uh, you know, stadium availability, whether it's Tottenham or Wembley, there's obviously Premier League teams playing in there. There's international breaks for those soccer teams, and that's generally where we play our football games. So, you know, the traditional kind of weeks four, five, six, seven, that's about when we've historically played our London games. I think the latest we've gone is maybe week eight. But that, that that's where we'll be again. It'll be in that same kind of late September, early October timeframe. And again, the clubs kind of know about where it could fall, and depending on where it falls, they do, Matt, have the opportunity to decide, hey, if we're playing in week five, I'll take a home game the week after. If we're playing in week seven, I'll take my bye the week after. That's up to them.
2: Is there anything as primetime fatigue from your standpoint? Do, ever, do you guys ever consider, like, wow, this team has been in primetime a lot? Even if they're good, maybe – this is the opportunity to pull him back a little bit, maybe go from the max to like four games. And you say, yeah, you're still going to be at prime time. But, you know, people are quite frankly sick of watching Team X or Team Y.
1: Yeah, look, the fans tell us, you know, they, they're they – first of all, they're not shy. <laughs> They'll find yeah. us if they need to. Um, But they tell us every day. They tell us when, you know, they watch television and, and we look at the Nielsen ratings. They tell us every time they – you know, go on NFL.com and click on a video or click on a story. They tell us every time they buy a hat or a Jersey, which teams they're most interested in. They tell us every time they buy a ticket, they tell us every time they place a bet. I mean, we are really trying to almost have this one-on-one relationship with, you know, every one of our 300 million fans or whatever it is. Um, That's maybe a stretch, but, you know, really trying to listen to the fans and, and, They'll tell us, look, not to disparage anybody, but, you know, we talked about, Hey, if Aaron Rodgers went to the jets, would they be in a lot more national windows? They probably would. When Russell Wilson went to the Broncos last year, they moved into a lot of national windows. They obviously didn't have the season that they had hoped for. And, you know, I'm sure the Brown, the the Broncos and, and, you know, the players and the coaches and the ownership probably wouldn't have minded, you know, one or two less primetime games for the Broncos. Um, all that being said, you know, they played on Christmas, they played a, you know, game against the Rams that were also having a pretty disappointing season, it was not a competitive game, and 23-24 million people still watched, so, primetime fatigue, if that game had drawn 10 million people, you know, I, I suspect we would have kind of rethought, you know, one or both of those teams in primetime this year, the fans tell us what they're interested in, and they, they tell us every day, and trying to listen to them again it's hard when you're building this thing in april and may trying to gauge who's going to be compelling six months seven months from now but um you know our, our fans let us know every day with every action and every interaction with us and we try to pay attention to that as most we can
0: i i forgot one on europe want i ask before i get to my next question do you you have had division games but they haven't been a, there haven't been a lot of them do you, do you try to steer away from those or you just if you do it you do it
1: when you get Chosen to go for an international game. There's definitely some uh, by play back and forth between us and the clubs. And we talk okay. about, Hey, which of your home opponents Would you be interested in playing overseas? Would you be willing to play overseas? And then we talk to the visiting teams, the potential visiting teams. Hey, you obviously know you're playing the Bills this year and you know the Bills have a game in London, so it could be you. And if it is you, how do you want to play it relative to the week before, to your bye, the week after, all those kind of things. And so we have those conversations with the host teams, the designated teams, uh, and with all potential opponents. Uh, We have played division games internationally before, um generally it's going to require the uh, approval of both teams and you know you could argue it both ways if you're the bills and you're playing miami i'm sure you'd love to have miami come up there in december uh in the snow um if you're miami i'm sure you'd say we'd much rather play buffalo in london than in december in the snow um, so we talked to both ends of, of every division series and just talk about whether or not they'd be interested, they'd be willing and try to make sure that, you know, nobody's blindsided by a decision that we make.
2: Hey. Any non. Oh, go ahead, Sal.
0: You know, I I want to ask about the Saturday game. So if you have something on Europe, go ahead, Matt. But I want to ask about the Saturday games.
2: Yeah, one more Europe question. Any non-starters on Europe? Like, can a team go back-to-back? Because that was something that was getting brought up when the Bills got selected to do the Europe game. People were trying to figure out, okay, who could it be? And then there were a lot of comments. Oh, well, it can't be this team because they played there last year. Or it can't be this team because they were there last year. Are there any rules on that end? Or that's null and void?
1: I, I wouldn't say null and void. I mean, there's no hard and fast rules. This is a you know pretty complicated puzzle, and sometimes you're going to have to compromise a little bit and, and have a tough conversation with a club. Um, trying to spread it out fairly, trying to spread it out evenly. Generally speaking, I don't think we would endeavor to send the same team over you know consecutive years. That being said, I can tell you guys that, and I, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here. I can tell you that. Uh, Ran into Sean Payton in Phoenix at the owners meeting and mentioned, oh, hey, you know, Denver played in London last year, probably not going to send you again. And he said, oh, man, we'd go. We'd love it. It's a great bonding opportunity. He was talking about things like, you know, with the way training camp is a little different and the way, you know, practice time is a little different and time for the players in the facility is different than maybe it used to be. You know, these these bonding opportunities are few and far between. And so coach was talking about, hey, I know we went last year we'd go again, it would actually be really good for our football team, so don't hesitate to send us again. That would come out of a conversation, you know, like I said, with just about everybody who's a candidate. Um, There are certainly gonna be teams who are gonna say, hey, we've paid our dues, uh, cross us off the list as volunteers for this year. But again, you play more and more of these games and you try to spread them around. Everybody's gotta give up a home game at some point and you're probably gonna go over as a visiting team at some point every sort of four or five years. If the same team goes, you know, kind of like we were joking about Thanksgiving, if the same team's going three out of every four years, that's probably not right unless they're volunteering, unless they love it, unless they see a great opportunity for, you know, their players to bond with each other, for them to bond with their fans. It's a great trip to take your fans and sponsors over with you Mm -hmm. and you kind of build a little fan base over there in, you know, a foreign country and then those fans become fans and they come over here for games, you know, in the fall, um, there's a lot of positives and a lot of peripheral around just the 60 minute football game. And again, I don't think we would shove it down anybody's throat if they were adamantly opposed, but um, it'll be a conversation with literally every team who's a candidate and trying to figure out who's good with it, who would prefer not to, and, and who's really begging for it.
0: Well, the Broncos are a candidate for the bills this year, obviously, because they are on the schedule. So that's interesting. And thanks for sharing that. And Ron Rakuya, the Bills um, Executive Vice President COO, told us at the owners' meetings that there's been a really high demand for tickets for this game already for the Bills. So I know Bills fans are excited about going over to London for this home game. So they're hopefully going to resonate well over there. I, I want to transition spectacular. Go ahead. It's
1: spectacular. I don't know if you guys went last time, but yeah, it was awesome yeah. oh, it's so good. I mean, it's very different than what we're used to. They still probably cheer a little too much for the punts. but it is a <laughs> spectacular, spectacular experience and could not recommend it more highly to to everybody to try to do it at least once. It's great. and I you and guys. I
0: travel with the team, Mike, and we did that actually, what we did we, we played the Bengals and then on a Sunday and literally showed back up to the stadium that night. And when we were there by Monday morning, like you said, which was wild, stayed at this great resort called the Grove. I think it was. And they had everything. I mean, they do cricket field and they had a football field, but you're right. Uh, my buddy's the sideline reporter for the Buccaneers, TJ Reeves. They went out to Germany last year. He said, Sal, we left on Thursday. Yep. Everybody does it different. Yep. So we'll see where it goes now.
2: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports.